Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. Appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me I have the crew comprised of these fine gentlemen around me. To my left we have my boy Dominique, a.k.a. Cousin Damo. He is the host of the Raw Sex Podcast, appearing on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can hear him usually on Wednesday nights with a brand new episode, uh, also with Tony Wolf. To my right, we have my boy DT Dave. He is the host of the Ground Rule Double Podcast on Facebook. You can catch him on Facebook Live with his co-host Sion on uh, Mondays and Friday evenings usual. Make sure you check the page, which is on Facebook. Make sure you go and like that as well for the listings when they will be appearing on Facebook Live, talking everything in the world of sports. And to my 12 o'clock in front of me, we have my boy J.O. Jason. He is a hip-hop connoisseur of everything from East Coast, West Coast, down south and everything in between always appreciate you gentlemen for taking some time out here as we chop it up over the classics and today we take you back to 25 years ago and an album by as we call him brother face mob also known as brad jordan as he's now more popularly known nowadays but scarface and the album that we are looking at is his third studio album the diary released in 1994 Album actually released on October 18th, 1994, on, of course, Rap A Lot Records and New Tribe, another throwback back in the day for all those uh, Houston and Texas rap fans of Rap A Lot Records. Of course, Scarface, formerly of the Ghetto Boys with Willie D and the late Bushwick Bill, put out many of classic albums and classic material. He was with them before he put out his solo music. This album released on October 18th, 1994. Debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 Albums Chart and certified platinum by RIAA on December 5th, 1994. This album has the distinction of being one of the few albums that have have received both a five-mic rating from the source. We just talked about this. It was re-rated to a five-mic classic after being rated initially as four mics. And also the double XL rating by the magazine Double XL. Two singles on this album. I've seen a man die in Hand of the Dead Body, which also featured Ice Cube and also a very young Devin the Dude (laughs) on this one. This one released on October 18th, 1994. Executive producer Scarface, also other producers Mike Dean, N.O. Joe, and Uncle Eddie. And the two singles, I've seen a man die, more popularly known as I've seen a man cry for the radio, and Hand of the Dead Body was the other single here as well, featuring Ice Cube and Devin the Dude. And then also the song No Tears, which was on here, was featured on the beginning of the 1999 film Office Space in the, in the beginning, <laughs> which was <laughs> which is a which is a cult classic to say the least that many of us love to quote and love to see. It's still a funny ass movie. So Scarface the Diary, gentlemen, here, 25 years later, this is Face's third album. To me, this is the album I think he really sort of stepped out. Um, His first two albums I thought were good, but I think this is where he really made himself as a force, as a solo artist, as opposed to being a member of the Ghetto Boys. 
The World Was Yours, his first album, um, well, his second album, uh, his uh, other studio, Mr. Scarface, was back, his debut st- solo album, but The Diary to me is when I think he really sort of stepped out there and made his mark. So we'll go ahead and get into this album and get your reactions from listening to it. So The Scarface, The Diary, Dave, your uh, initial reaction upon listening to it and uh, what you thought about it upon listening to it this week. I had to take a trip down memory lane. I remember the Ice Cube collaboration. That was a dope track. Fire. Fire track. I loved Mind Playing Tricks on Me, the 94 version. I love that track. I swear by that's one of my, that's probably my favorite Scarface track. You know, a lot of classics on this thing. It's just, you know, I can't wait to get to talk about it. But, yeah, a lot of memories. 12 years old, me and Brian going to, Rio out in Gaithersburg, watch the Flintstones movie and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, my mom wasn't really trying to let me listen to music like that, so I didn't really listen to it back then. But, you know, once you get older, you start to develop a little bit. So definitely enjoyed listening to this track. Jay, your your reaction upon listening to it back then, listening to it now, what's your reactions to it, what you take from the album? All right, so, um, yeah, back then, 94, I was 13, junior high school, even I guess back then today, just the fact like he was so vivid with his words and now listen to it, it's like, okay, he was really creative and like just to know just I mean, yeah, back then ninety four was just like the year of fire when it came to hip hop, you know what I mean? Just like whoever was putting somebody was just straight heat. But listen to it now, um, it makes you really appreciate like how much more creative he was. So he really like he really stood out and it, this album like and to me stood the test of time as far as like, you know, painting pictures with words and Scarface being a great storyteller and like even within that, like, there was nuances of him telling a story that, that even other people weren't hitting on, and that's something I really, like, picked up when I listened to it, like, again recently, you know, with his story. So, But I guess we'll get into it later as far as, like, the tracks. But yeah. yeah. Definitely one of the more underrated storytellers in hip-hop, and because... No question. he de- Because he, I think it's, it's so it's explicit, you sort of don't get the fact that he's actually weaving and telling a story in right. his lyrics, but he is. Right. And it's it's creative, like you said, the intricacies that he uses when he when he crafts these stories through in these lyrics that he writes and it's it, one of his gifts as a as an artist and as a lyricist. Damo, your reaction upon listening to it and reviewing it this coming week and what you took away from it. Well, of course. Ninety four? Mm-hmm. Damn. Is it just a, a virgin baby? All I knew was mind playing tricks on me. That was it that from back then. Of course, just like Dave, my mom wasn't having that. I was a church boy then. That didn't me really too. last too much longer. That didn't last too much longer, but yeah, then I was. Listening to it now, I think I heard the album a couple of years back because one of my buddies was telling me he was playing in the car. And I was like, I was like, this face? I was like, yeah, you ain't never heard this album? I was like, nah. So I heard it then. Listen to it then, then me listen to it this week. I was like, I see why a lot of them was put them, a lot of people put him in their top five. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah a good album. To me, this album is raw. It's raw, and the emotion that it conveys and the explicitness that it has and the story that he was trying to tell, there were a lot of things in this album. Like you said, it's called The Diary, and it literally is like a diary. Like you literally are reading almost from the the words from someone in his type of life that he was living in the life that he used to live, um, which is why everyone loves Scarface because he's authentic and he's real. A lot of these things he was rapping about, he was actually doing. 
You know, he was out there living. It was a hard, hard life when he was living out, living in, living in Houston. He just sort of took to me as a continuation of the things he did with Ghetto Boys and built upon what he did in his first two albums to this one right here. A lot of great offerings here by N.O. Joe, who did a lot of production work on this one. And he also did a lot of work in a lot of Scarface's later albums as well, as you see uh, some of the things that he also did. N.O. Joe, as you all know, did a lot of uh, production, did work with AZ, also did work with Bahamadia, also did a lot of work with De La Soul. He did work with uh, also as well with Scarface, The Diary, The Last of the Dying Breed, Ghetto Boys, The Resurrection, which was their comeback album. He did a lot of work on UGK's Riding Dirty, which <laughs> to me, when we talk about the year 96, that's a classic that I think a lot of people will skip over. Well, if you're a Southern hip hop fan, that is it. That is one of your quintessential albums that you listen to. And then, of course, UGK, The Underground Kings, uh, one that he did as well. So he's done a lot of work. So he did a lion's share of the produ producing on this album. But to me, this album was raw. The pictures that he painted were absolutely clear and vivid including on some of the songs we'll talk about this later, but songs like White Sheet and mm -hmm, songs like yeah. Jesse James, and including uh, I, I Seen a Man Die, which we all know, which was one of the singles on his album. Mm -hmm. But very vivid pictures on this album. So we'll get into some of the highlights that you have on this album. Uh, Jay, I'll actually start with you with your highlights. Highlights, any lowlights, and of course, any songs that you appreciate more so now than you did back then. Highlights on the album, I, I mean, besides I Seen a Man Die, Hand of the Dead Body, well, I guess I could stop at Hand of the Dead Body because Ice Cube's verse on it was just fire. And just the, just the fact I would have never, never thought they would have collabed. But, and it's kind of strange with this. I always thought N.W.A. and Ghetto Boys kind of like were on the same wavelength, mm -hmm. even though they kind of exist. <coughs> uh, well, I say existed worlds apart because, you know, people weren't really checking for the South at that point. And N.W.A. was already out pushing the envelope and, you know, everyone breaking off doing a solo thing. So for them two to make a track like that, you know, Ice Cube's always been conscious of Scarface has in, has in him to be conscious as well. That was a, a really, it was a really great treat on the album. Um, Mind playing Tricks on Me 94 version. I mean, I just like, I just like the fact it was updated because it really like took you from that Ghetto Boys track that came out like with 91, 91, 91 like, yeah, 91. Up, up to now. And like, you know, if you could just put yourself in the mind frame of being back in 94, like how he was going through certain things, how certain things are happening. And, you know, he pretty much said like, oh, I still got them candles burning, you know what I mean? Like, a couple other bars that I guess we can get to later. Uh, another one that was a treat for me, I would say No Tears. Just the way it started off with that flat line and like, and I don't know if anyone's had the unfortunate experience like being at a funeral for love when they got taken out by violence. Like, you know, it can get real as far as like people wanting payback, you know? Mm -hmm. So like he, and that goes back to the point of him really painting the picture with words. So, and there's other things I want to say about it. We can just save it for the quotables, just mm -hmm. to like drive the point home as far as like how him being able to paint pictures. Yeah, indeed. Now, to me, I love that that mind playing tricks. To me, I think that's one of the great classic beats of hip hop. That yeah. mind playing tricks when we beat. You know, so it was interesting he brought that back and was able to spit a whole new song to that as well. So, Damo, your highlights of the album, highlights, any lowlights, and any songs you appreciate now more so versus then? Highlights, of course, mind playing tricks. Hand of the Dead Body. I seen a man, Jesse James. I think I didn't never hear No Tears. But I didn't pay attention to No Tears until now. That's one of my favorite ones on there besides White Sheet. Definitely great storytelling. Vivid. I can really see, feel it and see. Yeah. 
You know, you know, you get, you know, you catching somebody's attention when you get angry. Listen to a track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get angry like. Yeah, that that and like you start having flashbacks as far as like experiences yeah. yours like yeah. yes. it, it just made me think about like lose somebody and like uh, the person had anything to do with it but like I would just hear a lot of animosity for like them dragging this person in that path so yeah wanted to beat the beat the hell out of the dude but I didn't want to get into that on the podcast but just to bring it back <laughs> up bring it back as you. far as you know what I'm saying like him hit the effects of his words you know what I mean so indeed I understand yeah. that really no no low lifes to me no indeed uh, no. None of me. Uh, nah, me neither. True. Dave, same, same thing for you? Same thing as Dom. Uh, the white cheat, you just catch yourself, you know, getting goosebumps. Like, oh, yeah. Getting mad. Uh, Jesse James, I seen a man die, handed a dead body, and, you know, Mind, play, mind Playing Tricks is probably a song that I think every young person needs to hear. Yeah. I really do. I think Handed a Dead Body surprised me. Just like you, just like Jay said, like, you didn't really expect Ice Cube to be on a track like this. Yeah, that caught me. I, I I was I had to listen to it where I was like, oh, "This not." But it was yep. typical Cube. Mm-hmm. He just brings that heat. You never would have expected to hear Scarface and Ice Cube joint, and then bringing in Devin the dude behind that. It's like, wow, that's like the icing on the cake. Yeah, and so, that was for yeah. a lot of us the first time we heard Devin, even if it was just on a hook. The yeah. first time you heard mm-hmm. him on the track. For me, uh, I seen a man die. Of course, um, G's the white sheet was really a vivid track that painted some pictures for me. Hand of the dead body, and then for me, one of my actually favorite tracks. I heard this actually on a on a sampler for New Tribe and Rap a Lot was going down, and I think I appreciate that a lot more now because of the subject matter <laughs> that he's talking about on going down. You know, and the chorus is kind of you know it's kind of silly. It kind of lets you know as far as like the what he's talking about in the subject matter about a woman and your woman and the things your woman does when you're not around. Yeah, yeah that course was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and no low lights for me because I think it just, this kind of just went and it flowed. It kind of traveled along and you were able to follow the pictures he was painting. So now we're going to get into a little bit of quotables and we'll start talking about quotables now as far as the things that, uh, the lyrics that caught your ear. There was many of them on here, but we'll just go ahead and go to some of them. So, Dave, I'll actually start with you as far as quotables. What was one or a couple that caught your ear? I still got the candlestick burning. It ain't changed, but it's a different time, and I'm still playing tricks with my mind. My mother's always stressing that I'm living wrong, but I got my Smith & Wesson, so I'm getting grown. <laughs> so I've been thinking I've been dealing with too much stress. So I stay on my P's and Q's, and I watch for my G's and fools. Because the homies I thought I had, they see me stacking a grip, and they just start talking bad, so I stay away from outsiders. And when I wrote them, it makes them open their mouth wider. I used to think that you was my one and only homie. My mind was playing tricks on me. Yeah. We all have had friends that have kind of, like, fallen by the wayside. And that, that lyric really kind of hit me, you know, like, B and I, you know, we had a had an old friend, you know, kind of falling by the wayside, whatnot. You know, especially with the mothers always stressing that I'm living wrong. What mother doesn't think about that with their son? Mm-hmm. You know, their mother's always thinking. My mama would probably text me later tonight, like, "What are you doing? Yeah, I'm worried about you." And I'm 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, that's something that doesn't end. It doesn't end at all. Mm-hmm. Never stop being a baby. So exactly, mm-hmm. right? Yep. 
Jay, any quotables that you had? No, you spoke that you had a couple that you wanted to share, but yeah. So like, um, going back to um the white sheet, and this this kind of goes into like how I was saying like, he's such a vivid storyteller. Like after he shot the dude or whatever, like they in the hospital room and like he's discussed. It's like even like little interlude before that he's talking talk to his man's like. He's like, was dude dead yet? And like, they're just going back because, like, you know, he just blasts the dude and he's up in the hospital waiting here. He died. Then, like, Scarface comes in the joint on the verse, like, I see your mama in the waiting room standing crying. I see your ass in the doctor's arm steady, slowly dying. Now, talk that shit you was talking to your homie. Bitch, you should have shot me when you pulled your fucking pistol on me. Like, mm-hmm. just a, I mean, it's, it's a cautionary tale and everything like that, but it just, like, really takes you to that mind. Like, you know, you envision, like, somebody getting blasted, like, the fact that somebody could be so cold with it in the hospital room waiting for you to check out, I would think it would hopefully steer somebody away from like a street light to show you like dudes out here really this ruthless. Yeah, like, they're really so, this cold. You know what I mean? I can even when I, I was working like, at the hospital, like that's one of the things they told us not to do is divulge like patient information because you um, have people right there in the um, waiting room, not the waiting room, but like the garage, whatever, wait for that person to come out so they can finish them off and they can get them in the streets. So, like, exactly. And it was one other song. Um, it was on no tears. Let me just see if I can pull it up here. Give me just a second. Yeah, no, nah, that is definitely does will tell you like just how ruthless things are out here in these streets. It's literally people who are going to wait. If it's they didn't get you and finish you, they'll get it's you. It's even worse now, though, because yeah. them, young them young cowboys ain't playing. And at least we had a little bit more of a moral to what right. was going on now. They don't care. Yeah, yeah. We, we use our brains. These, these fools don't even think. Yeah. They don't even think. Oh, and then, um, you know, then on no tears, like, he was like, I'm rolling through your hood, now my heart's filled with anger. You at your sister's house, now your sister's life in danger. Like, whew. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. Just crazy that your presence over somebody's house could just literally put them in danger. Put them yeah. in danger, which is wild. That's the street life, though, man. Yeah. Damo, you're any quotable? You're quotable? Of course, no tears. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to this gangster shit, you motherfuckers know who's running. So when you put this motherfucker to the test, you got to realize something, nigga. You fucking with the very best. I got this killer up inside of me. I can't talk to my mother, so I talk to my diary. I'm going off on the deep, and I found myself face to face while I'm sleeping. I see your picture in my head and my handshake. You can run, you can hide, but there's no escape. My inner feeling show no mercy on my enemy. I got this motherfucker before he gets to me. So in your own blood, you will bathe, and I won't stop until you see this motherfucker in the grave. And I can say this once again, you can cry, but you'll still die. There be no tears in the end. Yeah. Yeah, that no tears thing, man. It's definitely the pictures that he paints, man. It is. And that, that to me, I think, was one of the songs that he painted a lot of them there. It's, like, very vivid. For me, my, my quotable is third verse of I've seen a man die. It's like, and to me, if anybody ever saw that video, that was also very vivid. Like when he was, was in the in the hospital bed with a dude who was literally shaking, and shaking, and getting ready to ch- getting ready to die. You know, I hear you breathing, but your heart no longer sounds strong. But you kind of scared to die, so you hold on, and you keep on blacking out because your pulse is low. Stop trying to fight the reaper, just relax and let it go, because there's no way you can fight it though. You'll still try, and you can try to until you fight, but then you'll still die. Now your spirit leaves your body and your mind clears. The rigor mortis starts to set. Now you're out of here. You start your journey into outer space. You see yourself in the light, then you're still feeling out of place. So you're standing in the tunnel of eternal light, and you see the ones you never learned to love in life. Make the choice to let it go, but you can back it up. If you ain't pe- you've, and if you ain't peace with God, you need to patch it up. And if you're ready to close your eyes, we can set it free. There lies a man not scared to die. May he rest in peace. You know, 
This is the reason why people put face. Man, that's why he's up there. That's man. why he's up there, man. That's the reason why if you don't have him up there, it's something wrong with you. Top five easily. Yeah. Sorry. It's it's something wrong with you. This is, uh, I mean, these are the type of things where you start to talk about those pictures of somebody being literally transitioning from this life into the next one. I mean, all the images from the tunnel of light to people that you saw that you never loved before, but they're in the same place as you now. Y'all are in the same place. You know, and he's talking about making peace with God and having a man that's not scared to die. Make sure the man who's not scared to die, he may he rest in peace. So it, that was a, a very that video itself, though, was very visually a lot of visuals in that. And that's one thing that I loved about face, um, especially in a lot of his, his later work when um, he had like untouchables and my homies. And you heard a lot of the different songs, songs like Smile, even songs like Mary, song. even, even songs like Mary Jane and, you know. And that where he was very visual, you know, you saw like the visuals, and then when you put visuals with those visuals, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I wish he would have made a video for your money or your life. You know, yeah, that yeah, mm. that would shut the game down. Yeah, yeah, nah, man, you're right. So those are my quotables. To me, looking at this, like I said, this is the album I thought that he really sort of stepped out and sort of took that next step as a solo artist, where people really weren't necessarily associating him with Ghetto Boys, and this is when I really think he took that next step and through the other albums he started to come out with, you know, Untouchable, My Homies, uh, The Fix, absolutely, you know, um, you know, is where you start to see. And then the most recent album that he actually released, Deeply Rooted, if anybody hasn't heard that yet. Yeah, that is a <laughs> that is that is a banger, too, man. It's older face. And so when you hear a lot of the things that he's been through and you sort of see where he transitioned from where he was then with the diary to even now to Deeply Rooted. And now what we see what Face Mob is doing, Face is actually now running for a district uh, for a councilman in Houston. And he's going running, of course, by his real name, Brad Jordan. And he's actually, <laughs> you know, but he's serious about this. And Willie D's actually also running for councilman in Houston, too. So it just kind of speaks. So you talk about how, how you know, low on the low, people wouldn't necessarily know even back then how conscious he is. Mm. You know, and he's very active, very conscious. You just listen to a lot of his interviews especially recently where he speaks not only just about hip-hop like i'll never forget i listened to an album excuse me to an interview where he was talking about how the soul and hip-hop is pretty much left this was a few years ago you know he said True. the soul been mm -hmm. has left out of hip-hop and he was talking about how you know mad he was that it has left he was talking about culture vultures you know people outside of the culture that sort of came in come in and have um and i know at that particular time he who he was talking about you know, who, who came in and benefited from the culture, you know, basically from coming in and taking something that wasn't there. So he's always been very, very woke, very conscious of things. And now he's trying to make a change within his community by running for councilman. So it's it's crazy going from where he was before he, with Ghetto Boys to being a rap legend to putting out many classic albums now trying to really put his money where his mouth is mm -hmm. and um and, uh, and actually make some change. So. But this was a, this was a great one, man. This really, like I said, is where he took the next step. So, um, just to talk about some of the reviews that they have here, this rap reviews nine point five. Uh, the source gave this four mics originally gave it five mics when they re-reviewed it. Double XL gave it a double XL album uh, uh, review as well, and you can see why after listening to this. And considering that the outros and intros, like people used to have intros and outros, this is literally no lyrics, just straight music, and that music were plays on the music that you heard from. The, this from Scarface, the movie itself, by Al Pacino on the intro and then also on the outro as well. So all you had literally here was 11 tracks. It was, uh, we talked, you know, about Illmatic and 
we talked about how, you know, it wasn't long enough. To me, I think my complaint about this, if anything, is probably that this album wasn't long enough. That would be it. But man, that's like a that's like a typical face album. It's on like you ain't gonna get him more than like thirteen songs at most. He's only gonna give you the best of what the best. He's not gonna give you any filler. Right. He's not gonna give you much filler, if if anything at all. So we here we are at the end, and we are t- giving it what we call the test of time, the ultimate test to see where it stands. Is it certified? Is it borderline? Or is it just in its time? Are we unanimous, gentlemen? We are. I we think are. we are. Yeah. yeah. We don't even got to go around the table. Yeah. Bonafide, <laughs> certified, <laughs> fied, fied. Yeah. It's a certified classic. So we talk about, we'll, and we know we'll end on this. So Scarface, with his actual catalog, by my count, 10 al- 11 albums now. The question is, and, you know, this could be rhetorical, or we could even talk it over, is to see where this stands at as far as the rest of his other albums. To some people, I know some people like this, and this is their favorite, especially ones who are hardcore Scarface fans. Like, I can't consider myself a hardcore face fan, but I do appreciate his work, and I have pretty much from from this album on, listen to every album that he's had. To me, I think this is probably, I would say, two or three, give or take. I mean, uh, are we including Ghetto Boys albums? No, I don't include Ghetto Boys albums in his. I mean, that's that's separate to me. So what? So what album? Uh, this is probably premium content for me. Yeah. Man. So I mean, my <laughs> well, yeah, but we, we're not quite. Yeah, was, uh, we we're not quite there yet. To me, so my we, to, to me, my my homies, Untouchable, um, the Fix. I think to me, I think yeah. to, the yeah. Fix is I to me is the be- Fix. The Fix to me, I think is his best album. And um, top to bottom, it's like another album just like this from. From the production work that was done there, the features that he had on there, it was a great one of the few albums that actually has a feature by Jay Z and also by Nas, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and then also a feature appearance also but by uh, Faith Evans as well on, Kanye, on on the fix. Kanye West is there. Yeah, I think um, Beanie Siegel was on there too, wasn't Beanie Siegel was, was on, on that there. Track. Beanie was on that track with Jay. Yeah. Um. Guess who's back? Faith was on that. Wasn't Kelly Price on that as well? Yeah, if Kelly Pay- Price was on uh, What What Can I Do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Faith was on that joint um, someday. Someday. Yeah, someday. I, I stay bumping that joint. Like, yes. Yeah. But Face is an interesting guy because he's one of the few MCs that we have out there that has worked from everybody from East Coast to down South to the Midwest to the West Coast because he's universally respected by so many different yeah. people. And he brings an element to your album when he comes on, no matter what. And it seems like no matter what album he's on, it's, he's able to adapt to the style of whoever that, that artist is to be able to fit whatever theme that album is, is putting out. If, if, I, if I had a choice, my favorite solo track, uh, outside of Mind Playing Tricks, I like the uh, the collaboration he did with Pac. Like, uh, oh, Smile. Smile. Yeah. When Smile first came, I'm not going to lie. When Smile came on the first time, I, I shed a tear. I was sad, man. That whole it it the whole track was so melancholy. And it was just like when Face took over at the end, it was just like, man. Shoot the Joni got with Jay Z when he talking about his friend losing his kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another thing. It, the, I, this can't this yeah. can't be life, which was produced by Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And um and he said that last that last verse he said. Oh, but Ray just lost one of his kids. And when I heard it, I just burst into tears. <laughs> I mean, he sort of hits you right here, man. Face does that with his lyrics. He hits you right there in the heart. So, And I got to highlight, um, I don't know if there's any Gangstar fans here, but Betrayal. Yeah, it was him. <sighs> From Moment of Truth. Yeah, yeah man. Ooh, that's yeah. a collab I ain't never, see, I ain't never yeah. see coming. Indeed. Face yeah. brought it on that train. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's to me, I think, he's like a chameleon. He can fit into wherever he 
wherever he goes, and he can bring it no matter what it is that he's done. So there we are. The diary released October 18th, 1994, 25 years later. It's across the board. It's a certified classic to all of us. Make sure you check it out on all your digital platforms and go pick it up and listen to it again. It is worth checking out, as always. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault Podcast, Classic Music Reviews. Please make sure you check us out on our host, Podbean, vaultcmr.podbean.com. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault CMR on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate all the support that you that you give. And if you have a friend, tell a friend, and make sure you tell that friend to tell a friend. If you're looking to do a podcast in the DMV and you need some help, please make sure you check us out on IV Creative on Facebook and also on Instagram, I-V-E-C-R-E-8. You can also email us at I-V-E-C-R-E-8 at gmail.com. If you're looking to get started, just getting started or looking to improve your podcast, we love to work with you. We work with anybody. And of course, if you're in the DMV, we are mobile. Always want to make sure that we remember you to tell you to always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8.